Hello everyone and welcome back to Secondhand Sellers. I'm Sarah. And I'm Clayton. And today we're going to be talking about the conflict of offloading your merchandise at the lowest margin possible just to get it out of your stock. Obviously this is not our goal as mm -hmm. resellers. We don't want a low margin, but sometimes... Something's just been sitting on the shelf for too long, or it's just mainly cluttering up the space. Yep, sometimes you regret the purchase you made. Mm -hmm. I've done that. And you gotta recoup your funds so you can turn that into other viable options that you are know that you know you're gonna hit consistent profit on. So, what do you have as an example? Okay, so. As far as offloading items for cheap, I, before I give an example, I want to say like talk about what why I might do this. So, like you said, it's it's primarily because it's been sitting there for a long time, which is less of an issue for my sister and I because we just started this in April, so we're not even, you know, at the year mark yet. But there are still some things that have sat around for a long time that we've wanted to get rid of, um, but also things that maybe we have hit the profit point on. Mm -hmm. And there's some left over. So for my example, um, I think I've mentioned this in our videos before. My sister and I bought a large lot of typeset blocks, like letterpress typeset blocks. And we obviously, we list them. We try to get a decent price for the ones we're li we've listed. But at this point, if somebody gives us an offer on it, take it. Like yeah. We are not picky at all at this point because we have... I think we've doubled our money on this at this point. So anything we currently have listed, we still have some of the blocks listed. We have a few that we, in here that we're going to lot up just because they're not prime blocks. Like maybe their condition isn't great or they're just, they're like for a local business that isn't super desirable mm -hmm. in general. We intend, and we haven't yet, but we intend to just lot them up and put some, a cheap price on there and just take whatever and get them out of our hair. Yeah. And by that point, especially when you've already doubled your money off of specific individuals mm -hmm. and you're, we go back to that squeezing every penny out of something. How much more of a profit can you clear if you did sell each item individually, maybe, you know, two or $5 per item. But by the amount of time that you've invested into it, listing every single one and taking the time of storing it for months upon months upon months because it's not like each one's going to fly off the shelf over the course of days uh, by bulking the rest of them up just to get it out of your hair mm -hmm. it saves you that much extra time yeah and when i say we've had them this that purchase was the one that sort of started this mm -hmm. um we had decided it's cool we each took a few from the, the collection mm -hmm. and decided we were going to try to sell the rest. And that kind of was right around the time we started the eBay. Kind of, I may have even, if I, I remember, I may have even kind of spurred the idea of becoming resellers um, and sort of solidified it. And so at this point, it's like we were in pure profit. If we get $2 off something, we get $5 or $10 off it, excellent. It's mm -hmm. just adding to the profit that we've already got. Now, when we first started that with those, Obviously, we would take an, we would take offers, but more judiciously, more concerned because we were looking at recouping. I mean, it wasn't an insignificant purchase. We bought hundreds of blocks plus a couple of typeset drawers. We spent together over two hundred dollars. Yes, and so we wanted to make sure we got that money back. But as soon as we hit the profit point, it was like 
Okay. You let it go. Let, <laughs> let it go. go. You, you, yeah. Just to get more profit because by that point you, you cleared it. But also just so you can move on to something else. Yep. What about you? Do you have an example or do you have a, re- a different reason um, why you might do this? So a lot of times when I list items on eBay, I will compare my item to other sold listings. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, recently I picked up a pair of shorts, paid a dollar for them. They still had the tags on them, brand new. Other sold listings with that were pre-owned were selling for about 15, 16 bucks. Okay. So I went ahead, I could find no sold listings of it brand new. So I'll list it brand new or I'll list it at 16 bucks because it's brand new, but I want to get it sold because I only have a dollar into it. So you don't even try to go up. I could go up more. And I was technically going up by a little bit because Mm -hmm. the one that we're selling pre-owned was doing $16 free shipping. I like to charge my customer shipping. So I said 16 plus shipping because thinking somebody might come along and go, that's a great deal. And what ended up happening, they sat for two months. Really? They've been sitting there for ages. When did you list it though? Uh, middle of summer. So it was, it was peak summer. Yeah. It, it was, it was like, um, late June or no, late July or early August. Okay. They've been sitting there for ages and I've been getting views. Nobody watching them, nobody making offers. And recently I dropped it by a buck because I just occasionally will go through if something has sat for too long, I'll drop things by one or two dollars depending on how much it is. Mm-hmm. And somebody came along, made me an offer, and it was nine dollars. And it's like, I could take nine dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's a substantial discount in comparison to what I have it listed for. But I ended up making a counter offer. I think it was I think it was ten or eleven bucks, just as a sure I can sell it for nine. But how about this? Mm-hmm. Meet you in the middle. But the only reason I did that, just to get it out of my inventory, because if it was any other, t- if I had listed it like in spring, pair of shorts, or early summer, it's brand new, never been used, still have the tags on them. If somebody slapped me with a nine dollar offer, no. nah. Sc- Forget you, or I'm gonna, you know, move on to somebody else. But just to move it because we're moving into fall now, it's October. And that's just a lot to, of the country is getting cool. Yep, yeah, just to move it, sure. Take, how about 11, move on with my life, get it out of my inventory. Did they take it? <laughs> yeah, they did, nice. thankfully. <laughs> so you made about as much as the people were offering. Mm-hmm. 16 plus free shipping yeah basically it just it's a but, bummer because it was new but you had a buck into it. yeah i had a buck into it so realistically i 90 percent profit or, or you know after fees or whatever but it realistically i could have sat on it and said no these are worth 16 let's get 16 but how much longer was i going to sit on that yeah it had and already been up for two months do you want to sit on it for six months yeah no, no. So I think thinking about seasonality, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming into holiday times, mm-hmm. so fall items, Halloween items, Christmas items. Eh, are you going to want to sit on them for another year? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Especially with how often you can get holiday items year round. Like mm-hmm. You can go to so many estate sales and garage sales and get as many Halloween and Christmas decorations as you can hold. For dirt cheap. Yeah. Decorations aren't exactly in short supply. Yeah. But 
they have a great resale value. And if you, you know, it's October, so go ahead, get listing those Halloween items, but also consider listing those Christmas items because people start shopping for that now. Yep. It's like the store already has wrapping so paper and Christmas trees. And it's like... It's so crazy. It's not even consistently like 50 degrees here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's and, and, not ready for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. People jump the gun too soon, but... By you taking advantage of other people jumping the gun, even if you think, wow, it's too early for Christmas decorations, you're going to get some sales. I think, too, when you think of something like Christmas especially Mm -hmm. as a holiday, people have gift buying Mm -hmm. and parties to go to and things to do in December. And so even if they don't put up their tree till, till Thanksgiving or later or, you know, their decorations or whatever... That might not be the prime time for them to shop for decorations yep. because they know they have 15 other things to be worried about at that time. So some people might be looking now or to stretch their budget because they know they'll need to buy throughout the season. Yeah, buy the, Chris- the, buy the Christmas gifts or right. the food or who knows what else. Lots of travel. reasons why people might buy their decorations early. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm trying to think. Do you have any other examples that you want to... I, I There was one other thing. There's another prime reason why I might sell something, and I mentioned it earlier, and why I might sell it cheap, that is. And that is if I regret buying it. Mm, yeah. And when I first started a few a handful of months ago, I was a little overzealous on some stuff, and I picked up a few things that I really, after I got them home, I'm not super glad that I did it. Uh, even though I, I don't didn't pay much for them, it was still just like, oh, why did I do this? And so there was one thing, and we have our next segment. Uh, I will come back to this, but um, I bought a bunch of VHS tapes. They were mostly Disney VHS tape, tapes, mm-hmm. and I very quickly after I grabbed them, I got them at the bins. I did not pay much quarter piece, and I I wish I had not done it. And you got so, those black diamonds, sorry. Some of them, and. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had not done it, uh-huh. and so when it came, when push came to shove, I just was ready to, and they take up a lot of space too, yeah. and I was just ready for them to leave, and as long as I got my money back, that was my main, my main thing, um, so yeah, either regret, or it's sitting around too long, or mm-hmm. I've hit the profit margin, and it's just not worth it to wait, in my yeah. opinion, then yeah. Be- Because your time invested is not just the time that you have getting it, cleaning it, listing it. It's also your time storing it. Mm-hmm. And the longer and you have it around, and moving it around, and the longer you have it on your hands without it actually turning around is the more money it's costing you. Yeah, Even, and it costs you the initial investment too. You can't yep. get the initial investment back until you get rid of get it. Get rid of it. Yep. So, so it's tying your money up. Yeah. Because let's say you still had those VHSs and they're sitting on the shelf. You can't put something else on the shelf there. So that that's basically what it boils down to. Things out, things in, or other way around. Things in, things out. <laughs> but uh, sometimes you just got to cut your losses. Yeah, so if you guys have any ideas that we have not had on why you might sell something for cheap, mm-hmm. um, we'd love to hear that because, like I said, mine boil down to those main couple of reasons. Um, do you have anything else to say on that point? No, no, that's pretty good. But that does bring to mind, so how often, 
have you sold something where you're barely making anything? Not often. So typically I am cheap. I think mm -hmm. I've said this before. I will continue to, to say this. I am pretty cheap. So there are a couple of things that we've paid more for, but a lot of the things that I buy, um, I have an idea that I could get a significant more, you mm -hmm. know, amount for them, a higher, significantly higher amount for them. Um, <laughs> it has happened to me though. And this goes back to what I said a minute ago about the VHS tapes. Um, they didn't go for much and I didn't make a loss. I, I mean, I didn't figure in like gas costs, but when I went, picked these up, I also picked up other things. I got them at the bin. So I picked up yeah, bunch things of to stuff. sell and stuff for myself and yeah. all that. So I don't really even at that point, the gas is negligible. Um, but it hasn't happened often. There were a few times where we sold things for a few dollars. I, you know, made a couple of bucks on it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those things were typically things that were low value to begin with. So we sold like your five to ten dollar range. Yeah, we sold a, a postcard or whatever, mm -hmm. and so after shipping, you make a few dollars yeah. or a, a few other things. I could look it up, but you know, th small things that are small that don't. Once you ship them. It's a couple of bucks a profit, yeah. you know, but I've never paid like $50 for a thing and sold it for 50 to five or something, mm -hmm. you know, nothing like that. Anytime I've ever skimmed, it was always a low value item. So, um, how about you? Does this happen to you so a lot? I've done it twice in particular, looking through my spreadsheet. Um, once I picked up an old camcorder. It was actually two camcorders in this mm -hmm. bag and what happened was one of them I ended up having to refund the customer. I can't even remember why. Um, I think it didn't work. Like when I tested it, it worked. And then when they got it, they were like, it's not working. Mm. And they didn't have a way to validate it. And I was just like, it only sold for 10 bucks plus shipping or something like that. It wasn't worth my time to argue. So mm -hmm. I just said, whatever. It's fine. So I was already out of money for that one. And then the second one, between what it sold for, what I thought it was going to sell for. I thought it was going to sell for like $40. Mm -hmm. Instead, it only sold for about 15 How long did you have it listed? Oh, I had it listed for like four months. So it needed to go. It needed to go. And I had dropped the price down. And I didn't sell this one on eBay. I sold it on Mercari. And after the discount... Mercari's fees plus the shipping, I made 79 cents. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. great. But it was gone, done with. You I didn't never, lose. I didn't lose technically, but I should have earned more. Especially, that was also factoring in that lost camera or damaged camera just because. I purchased both of them from the same bundle. It was like... I Did got you get it. that camera back, the damaged one? No, that, because Mercari... Mercari's a little obnoxious to deal with. That that can be a, its own other video. Um, oftentimes, when an item is disputed, the customer is always right. And you, as a seller, get kind of wafted away. That and the awesome. issue gets dissolved before you can even finish communicating what's going on. But that's for its own discussion another time so back to my vhs tapes i see your 79 cents mm -hmm. and i lower the bar yeah to a whopping 
<laughs> okay, Siri thought I was talking to it. Okay. Shut up, Siri. Okay, um, <laughs> that really caught the whole uh, announcement. But anyway, I lower the bar to a whopping 15 cents on eight VHS tapes. Yay! I... But I didn't lose. You didn't lose. I paid probably about a quarter piece for each of those, so that right there was, you know, a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. eBay fees, shipping costs, because the value just wasn't there. So by the time I can't remember, I might have even taken an offer on it. I wanted them gone. Yeah. As I said, so fifteen cents, guys. Don't make that your goal. But yeah. hey, I didn't lose. And back to taking an offer, I had another thing where I didn't. I took an offer, not factoring the cost of the fees when I took in the was offer. Was it on eBay, eBay? That was another Mercari sale. Oh, okay. Are Mercari uh, fees as bad as eBay's? They're a little worse. Really? eBay. Yeah. They're higher than eBay. Holy moly. It, it's... Because I think eBay, like, runs away with your money, but... A, a little bit, but, I like, eBay, what do you say, probably about 20%? Uh, it's After, high. I don't know. It's thirteen percent, but they yeah. take it on the shipping too. Yeah, they take it on shipping. And so realistically, it's probably like fifteen percent. Wait, you know, factory, not factory and promoted listings. Yeah, that's a um, different thing. But I think Mercari was like twenty or twenty-five percent because they that's have a, a listing fee plus a selling fee. And you still find it worthwhile to? Not, not very often. Sometimes certain things. certain things. Most of my Mercari stuff was pre eBay when okay. when I when I was like, I need to sell stuff, and Mercari was just simple because. But that for another video, another I'll talk video. about but Mercari anyway, another time. So you but didn't factor in these I high fees. I didn't factor in the fees, and I took an offer just to get it gone, and it was like four dollars, which whatever. I only had like a like fifty cents into what I had. I only profited. I only profited. 78 cents. You like to squeak in here at the 70s. I it, those, those are the only two I had where it was 70s most of the time. You but know, you didn't take a loss. I didn't take so a loss. try not to take a loss, guys. Yeah, that's, At least that's get your money back. Here. That's like for me, obviously I want to make a profit and I would mm-hmm. not want to make a good profit. But my ultimate like if I can't make a good profit, I at least want to recoup my money. Yep. So um, Taking a loss... In consistently, because it happens some from time to time. Either, um, you know, you sell something and then you have to re- refund the customer and get the item back. And by then, it's like, man, I paid for the shipping to return it. I'm out by an extra five bucks. And then when you do get it back, it turns out the customer's right. It is broken. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that happens. But consistently selling items and then taking a loss is like just being punched. (laughs) But yeah, it sucks. But don't, don't fall into the fallacy of keep putting time and money and energy into something Mm -hmm. that's just not worth it. Cut your losses, walk away, take your 15 cents. Yeah. Don't buy that thing again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actively avoid whatever caused you to only take 15 cents. And I think, too, that's another point. Uh, Maybe we can talk about that later. But it's, especially if you're new. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm in, my sister and I are in the under year mark. So we're pretty new sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going okay. We need to really 
make a push now here at the end of the hey, year. Hey, you're, you're in the, the last three months of the year where people spend the most That's money. True. So. <laughs> so we're still in the new phase. And I think when you if you're new to this, don't be discouraged that you're not making a full-time living or mm-hmm. a part-time living or $100 a week even. It takes time. And you can use that first six months, first year to learn. Mm-hmm. I will not be buying VHS tapes to sell on the lot again. Because I didn't do well on them, and I regretted buying them. Mm-hmm. And so, you can learn. It's a really good time to learn what you like to sell, what sells well, what doesn't sell well. Um, finding niches, like you can use it as a learning experience. I think. Yeah. But try not to lose any money if you can help it. Yeah. Um, do you have okay. anything else to say to either of these two points? No, no, not necessarily. So, for our next segment, we wanted to talk about surprising sales again. And these are mainly the items that either sell faster than what we expected them to, or sell for a larger profit than what we were expecting. Just so that way we can talk about things that you might want to look for when you're out sourcing materials. So, So do you want to start this or do you want me to go? All right, go ahead. All right. Um... So, early, early on, like the very first month after we had opened our eBay store, I think we opened it, I don't think it was quite mid-April, but it was pushing mid-April when we opened it. And early on at my time, actually going to the bins too, Mm. um, that's about the time I started shopping at the Goodwill bins. I haven't been in a while, so I need to get back there. But um, I picked up Harvest Right Tray Dividers. And a lot of people probably don't know what Harvest Right is. Um, it's a home freeze dryer company. Hmm. So they make, I don't know, they're they're small enough that you can have them in your home to freeze dry your own goods. Usually used by people who maybe have large gardens or homesteaders, those kinds of type, types. And I knew about it from watching YouTube videos of people who had them. And I don't personally have one right now. Um, but I was at the bins and I saw this roll of, they were green, bright green, and they were wrapped in tape and they had a handwritten, like on a piece of paper, somebody had wrote what they were, Harvest Right Trade Dividers. And I was like, I know what Harvest Right is. And the, the freeze dryers themselves are quite expensive. And these, I think were an aftermarket tray divider. So they were plastic with notches and they sort of like made a grid so you could divide whatever you were Hmm. freeze drying. Um, probably if you're freeze drying, maybe two different kinds of things or something. And anyway, I I snagged them, and they didn't cost me very much. I think maybe a few dollars by weight because it was a big wad of plastic. Yeah. Um, but they sold for, I think, after fees and everything, we probably made fifty-ish bucks, and they sold within I believe two weeks of listing because I sold them in April. That's good. And we started our store in April and it was a really big um, encouragement because it was like a big sale like right out the gate yeah yeah, it was one of the first few things that we sold so that was that was fun and you just never know it's a random thing probably a lot of the people at the bins wouldn't have even known what they were right so I mean um, honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah you'd have looked for even like it's a water blanket plastic what is that you know (laughs) and I just happened to know because I knew the name and I saw I I had an idea what they were um but yeah, that was a big encouragement. Like I said, sold pretty quick. Yeah, that's neat. 
the most recent thing I've had, um, I picked up a huge lot of these vintage um, advertisement cups for fast food. And I took one of them home, or I took one of them out of the box. It was for 7-Eleven, some baseball advertisement. Mm-hmm. Listed it. It sold overnight for 10 bucks, plus shipping. And it was like, I only had 15 invested in the entire box. And one of them sold just instantly, basically. So less than half, less than a day. Like oh, a day. It, it was like six hours because it sold at around midnight. So it was just like, cool, awesome. And I have the rest of the box to go through. Sold a few more. Some of them, they're not selling as quickly as something like that. But you just never know. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I talked about it before on here, but I picked up um for a dollar a mug. It looked like Fozzie Bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sold for 20 bucks in like 12 hours where it was just buy it now. They bought it, paid for that and the shipping. And I would not have paid more than a dollar for this cup because it was just... If I'm being honest, there's a lot of things we've sold that I would not even come close to paying. Right. We'll pay for. Right. It's, yeah. it's crazy. But you found the right buyer. That person, they were probably a collector. Mm-hmm. Wanted that thing. Yeah. And or all... they knew somebody that was. Who and something And something like that. So what I did, there were other ones listed. I listed mine $1 cheaper than everyone else's. That was your strategy. I just said, eh, there's a lot of them listed. One dollar cheaper. And it sold. And so, when it comes to cups and mugs, I haven't sold a ton of mugs in particular, but I've sold enough. Um, Always make sure you're charging your customer shipping because they're heavy. Yeah. And they're glass. And they're glass, so you got to add a lot of extra packing material. But the weird one sells. The ones that say weird things are shaped weird. You get them for 50 cents or a dollar. You pick it up, list it. They sell. It's weird. I sold a mug that was like a, it was, I got it for like a bucket at an estate sale. It was really cute. And I thought it was one of those things like, I don't need it. You know, like it was cute though. And if I hadn't sold, I would have kept it. But it was like black cats mostly with like one cafe. So I think it was a Japanese uh, brand or something. Very cute. I sold that on, on eBay, too, uh, for you know, 10 years. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, they, yeah. they sell. If they're in good condition, they have to be in good condition. This mm-hmm. one was in really nice condition. Um, I assume Fossey was, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's just one of those things, mugs especially, $10 is a very consistent price point. 10 bucks plus the 5 or 6 whatever it is for shipping it. But they're weird. I wouldn't always pick them up, though. It no, should, it depends on what it is. It are. depends on what it is. Like, um, Starbucks is another one. It's good to pick up. Really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? Starbucks mugs, especially the older ones. Uh-huh. Like because, the Christmas ones mm-hmm. and stuff? Be- because people collect them. Really? Mm-hmm. There's a collector for everything. There's a collector for everything. <laughs> all the time. There's somebody I, out I there collecting I guess it makes sense because there are weirder things that people collect. But I would not have thought to pick up an old... Cause be, particularly because they're mass-produced. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, but you you can get Starbucks mugs for like a dollar, and they will sell for 15 to 20 bucks. Now you know. The more you know. This is one of those things. Look for cool mugs. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you think it's cool, someone else probably will too. Yes. Almost always. 
Especially if you have quirky taste. Mm-hmm. It may take a minute to find the buyer, but there will be a buyer that has your taste. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, do you have anything else? I have one more that I could... No, go, go ahead. Um, so, I would say, this one actually made an appearance on our previous videos. If you've seen our other videos, um, the there was a spittoon that mm. was sitting up here. It was like a brass... I was a vintage bulldog cut plug tobacco spittoon. Like, it was a legit spittoon. You couldn't tell in the video, but it was heavy. Uh, weight, weighted bottom. Um, I paid like six thirty five for that at the at the chain thrift store. Large chain thrift store. <laughs> um, and I, I knew, I had looked it up online, so I knew that some of them sold. Some of them sold for more than what I sold mine for. But I was able to sell within the same month I listed it. That's nice. Um, and we sold for sixty two fourteen after the fees and shipping, so we profited fifty some bucks on that. Yeah. And it's less than a month. And, and that's one of those factors when you are listing things. You got to factor how many of them are selling, for what price range. What are you going to be satisfied getting? Yeah. And with actual turnaround. Yeah, and it was large. I mean, it was, you can see in the videos. It's, it, it's you saw it. It's yeah. yay high. It, I was happy because of the margin there. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been different if I had paid thirty dollars for it or something, but yep. I didn't. So that was kind of fun. I always like things that sell quickly. Um, I can't. I wish I could remember. I had a few things that sold almost as soon as we listed them, like within the next day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't think off the top of my head what, what those were, but every once in a while you'll get something like, geez, I'm glad we listed it today because right. I found that buyer immediately. Right. And, and I don't know about you, but I find that when I'm actually being consistent and uploading new stuff every day, my, it feels like my older listings get pushed. I think they up do. To the search rankings because I all have where I am actively listing things and stuff I've had listed for a couple weeks mm-hmm. start selling as I'm listing things. It's I have weird. noticed that if we list more consistently, we make more sales. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, it's not just the stuff we've just listed. Yeah. It'll be something. So I think you're right. I think there's something in the algorithm there yeah. that it rewards you for being this is particularly eBay specific. Yes. Um, I don't know about the other sites, but it does seem like that that's the case that mm-hmm. like, if it starts to get a lull and then you spend a couple of days and you start listing, all of a sudden you're getting... Yeah, you're sales. getting the rest of it pushed as, oh, here, you, you've you got these things listed too. Let's show it to people. And I don't know if that's because I put the promoted listing for all my listings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a factor or if it's just eBay collate or... Rewarding you. Like, for- yeah, yeah. Cultivates. Those other listings. Let us know if you've had surprising sales, um, things that blew you away. These were just small examples. I wish I could have thought like a couple of those things that were like really surprising, but um, we'd love to hear what your weird things or things that you listed and they were gone immediately, Mm. Um, or about the search ranking thing. Do you guys notice that your stuff starts to sell when you list more versus listing listing less? Um, those of you who are really go-getters and are listing tons of things every week, I would love to know if you, you find that that's a different different thing than when you list less as well. Yeah. So, anyway. That'd be interesting to find out. Go ahead and let us know down in the comments. Or if you had any other questions, go ahead and leave them down there too. 
We'd love to address them soon. We would. Thank you so much for joining us again yes. for Secondhand Sellers. See ya. <laughs>